1: Again, it's Sue Rose Minahan, founder of Talk Cosmos, and today is March fifth, the fifth of March, and we have Planet Buzz, a monthly panel on the first Saturday, Sunday of every month, and we have Master Astrologer guest Wendy Stacy joining Dr. Laura Tad and myself for this wonderful uh, ongoing talk about Pluto in Aquarius. What we've been waiting for in one sense or another that's happening on the twenty-third of the month. So it will it's signifying dimensions that we will cover in many ways. And I without any more ado, we're now ready for Planet Buzz.
0: Focusing on planetary ecliptic orbital cycles and planetary pairs called synodic cycles connecting the planets at the same degree that begin our relationship, these are the members of Planet Buzz.
1: I'm Sue Rose Minahan, the founder of Talk Cosmos, an electic evolutionary astrologer, consultant, certified color energy life coach, vice president of the Washington State Astrological Association, member of Kepler Astrology Toastmaster Club, of a dwarf planet university diploma and AA with music degree. I love mythology, philosophizing, collaboration. I'm an artist, writer, a perpetual student of life. And I'm Dr. Laura
2: Tad. I work as a spiritually-oriented psychological astrologer with students and clients around the world. As a counselor, writer, and educator, I love helping people recognize their inner strength, take advantage of auspicious moments, and navigate times of challenge with greater ease. On my own podcast, Mythic Sky Storytime, I discuss astrology, mythology, and actualizing our full potential. Holding a PhD in human science, my doctoral thesis, titled Guided by Celestial Light in a World of Artificial Illumination, explores the lived experience of contemporary Western astrologers. In addition to my astrological work, I have a course in personal mythology that explores the stories we carry from our ancestors and the impact those narratives have on our lives.
1: And as the ancient Hermetic Code reveals, as below, so, so above. As above, So below. Hi, and our wonderful guest, special guest Wendy Stacy. Wendy Stacy has a BA and MA, and a diploma with the London Society of Astrology, and she's the principal of the International Mayo School of Astrology and the chair of the Astrological Association. Long-standing London. Astrology Institutions, and Wendy tutors for the MA program in Cultural Astronomy and Astrology for the University of Wales, and she's written numerous articles for the Astrological Journal and the author of Consulting which are and the author actually of Consulting with Astrology 2012, Uranus Square Pluto, 2012, and about to be published COVID-19 through the microscopic lens of astrology and unaspected planets. She's contributed to The New Generation and the Professional Astrologer and Bitcoin. And in 2014, Wendy received the prestigious Charles Harvey Award for exceptional service to astrology. Also, Keep in mind that Wendy runs a free webinar on current affairs each fortnight. That's two weeks on Thursday evenings, UK time. And you can register at MayoAstrology.com, astrology webinars. So thank you, Wendy. It's such a treat you have with your research that I know that you might mention today about childbirth and it coordinates with Laura's great work too. And it's just wonderful to have you back.
3: Thank you. Thank you for having me. <laughs> Lovely to be back.
1: Yeah. So Pluto and Aquarius, where do we rocket forth on? It's just here. I'm going to share real quickly. Nathan will. Yeah, we'll do this because we both have slides and I love Wendy's slides. But I will say for people that have our the YouTube that these besides going to talk cosmos, you can always find us. But it's Wendy Stacy or MayoAstrology.com for Wendy and Mythic Sky for Laura. And at the half hour, we'll find out all about their wonderful events. So right off the bat, it's going to start off March 23rd, just for two months at zero degrees. And then it comes back in 2024 through 2044, long time. And there's five points that it's going to be at zero degrees. But other than that, I think I'll take away our slides, and what? Oh, I'll wait for your both thoughts about this. What are we looking at? And if you,
3: well, wow. yes, it's. Um, I probably see this as probably a lot more dramatic than most people. I think, but uh, I. I yeah, I think it's um a, an incredibly historical moment, um similar to 2020. Um I think March is going to be an incredible month. I also think it is the turning point in human evolution. That's how dramatic I see it. It's it's um it's quite incredible what's about to happen. Um this month, not only because Pluto comes back to the 0 degrees, which Jupiter Saturn Joined in December 2020 and hadn't done so for 800 years Um, but Pluto coming to that degree so soon after you know we're about to enter Trek age where it's it's and it's scary and it's really exciting as well a lot of people keep talking about I don't want to live through this era but actually you know we thought that 30 years ago um, and we're coping fine with technologies and things like that but it is I think in terms of human evolution um it's 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 massive it's absolutely massive it's
1: absolutely true and i know laura has a lot to say dr ted too but i'm remembering as you speak that in the 60s it was uranus and pluto well here we have pluto in a sign that is co-ruled but modern astrologers look at uranus so it's another dimension of this obsessive compulsive transformation that pluto always wants for rebirthing what will will give us life support and uranus wants something that is authentic and awakening us to our real self so between these
3: it's massive <laughs> yeah and it's sorry laura just but and it's also it's also similar in that same thing with the pluto uranus in terms of sexual liberation um uh, this it's more about gender um, equality these days, but it's also about other human rights, hu- you know, feminism, um, racism, things like this are being addressed all the time. But the difference this time is it's not the Pluto and Leos living it. It's the Pluto and Virgo and Libra and Scorpio and yes. Sag, which is yes. a really huge bearing on how this unfolds. The here. party begins. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sort of. Yeah, for some.
1: <laughs> well, yeah. it, it, speaking as a, a, a Leo generation, it's like it's a collaboration where there's little control. A party is a party, and, and thank and you invite. It's inclusive. You invite the gang, and we, as you speak, we have many voices, and it's greatly rec- greatly appreciated. Laura, I know you have thoughts.
2: <laughs> yeah. Well, I. <laughs> I think that there's so, I've been working to, like, I've got a Sag rising, right? So I'm trying to not have the dystopian spin on this that a lot of people are sort of putting out into the world. One, because why put that out there as a possibility if we don't have to, but also what's the potential? I mean, if this, we're thinking about it of, if you're working with a client who has a transit, what's the opportunity for growth, right? It's not just hard to be hard. And so it's a potential to heal collective trauma. It's a potential, right? If we're looking at these groups, we're looking at racism. Okay, well maybe it's reparations that begins during this time period, right? It's this potential to heal trauma at a collective global level. And even in smaller groups and communities, right? Both this transformation of group of what we think of as group, what we think of as community and transformation occurring within groups, within communities. And it has that potentiality. Yes, it will have a lot to do with tech. It will the all the AI stuff that's popped up in the last few months. It's absolutely part of this. But the potential is to really also have us connect even more with our humanity, even more, right? Like in as we see what, The void that exists in AI, the importance of our humanity, that's part of the potential in these, you know, it doesn't get out of Aquarius once it's fully in there, it sort of just dips a toe this year, you know, till 2043, right? So yeah,
1: 2444 so mm-hmm. it's a long time it goes back at the end it always has a re uh, um, it is and it's a tall order and it's asking a lot i agree i pulled up this chart because i know wendy has wonderful charts but since we're talking about the start of it i thought we'd better begin march 23rd and it's at twelve fourteen p.m and that's greenwich where time clock yeah the- world begins. And in this chart, we can notice what you're saying As we all know that in a few days, Saturn's going to be in Pisces. But also what's most intriguing is that when we speak of nurturing and the the necessity as far as a seed point, I pulled it up too, because Mars is in that activating energetic square that's saying, let's think about series, how are we nurturing ourselves? Are we nurturing? And it's in Virgo of the grain and service. And so we have that. Anyway, I'm throwing that out just for some feedback. And then, Wendy, I'd love it's to see your slides. Big
3: Stellium and Aries as well, isn't there? <laughs> so, yeah. yeah, it's, um, but the angular Pluto, of course, you know, um, and of course, there's a lot of there's so much change going to occur and, um, you know, and, and Aquarius is very much concerned with morality. Um, so the morality, uh, the, the compass of morality is going to shift, but it's going to bring all of the great and all of the challenging with it. So, you know, the AI, for example, we have issues with morality and regulation. And of course, that's part of it, you know, and... Um, fortunately we have Uranus and Taurus, which is quite anchoring and sort of sets sort of more evidence based um sort of, you know, um processes so we can hopefully navigate our way through that um moral issues. But you're gonna get the good and the bad with everything. You know, Pluto's gonna go into Aquarius, everything, you know, everything good and bad, everything fantastic and challenging is going to occur. Um but it's a very exciting times. I mean, for me, one of the most important things about this particular ingress of Pluto into Aquarius is um, we, and of course, as Americans, you, you know, you guys have just had your Pluto return for America um, at 27 Capricorn. But we are living in a very small window of time that people were going to have Pluto oppositions. Now, we have never had this in the history of the planet. So for example, if you were born in 1890, to get a Pluto opposition, you would have to be 107 and you would live till 1997. However, conversely, if you were born in 1940, um your pluto opposition is this year at the age of 83 this is a big deal the mm-hmm. average age of americans at the last ingress of pluto going into aquarius was 32.8 years old and life expectancy now is double that it's like something like 74.6 74.8 this is us rates right. now um this so we are living in a small window of time where people human beings I mean, you would have had them sort of randomly, of course. Some people would have lived longer, um, but not generations, not millions and millions of people on the planet experiencing those Pluto oppositions. And this is huge. This is um, never, ever seen. It's unprecedented, and it won't occur again for another two or 300 years. So um, because Pluto Pluto has an oval orbit. It doesn't have a circular one. So for us, it looks like it um, yes, goes comes slower, from twelve
1: years lines. to thirty years. I think Taurus, yes, is, yes, Cancer is like thirty years. It's enormous. Yes, and Scorpio then Leo, is twelve or something. And the others are like twelve years. Yeah. Uh, Scorpio and so, Sag.
3: It's just incredible. Yeah, because of the oval orbit of Pluto. So therefore, mm-hmm. you have a whole generation having these Pluto oppositions. So this is a really interesting, wise, survival orientated um you know dealing with uh really hardcore stuff um personally globally um coming back to what laura said about reparations and the collective absolutely like before when we looked at the civil rights movement for example in the 60s now i mean i'm I'm sitting here in london you know weeks away from the coronation of the king which is mm -hmm. a leo concept i'm afraid royal families are not invited under pluto And Charles will
2: experience this opposition, yes?
3: Yes, yes, he'll experience the opposition. But we've never – and he's obviously trying to flip things, I think, into a very Aquarian mode. And he's sort of always had that. But royalty is a Leo concept with Pluto Mm -hmm. and Aquarius. Royal families, you know, they're not – they don't subscribe to the Aquarian equality, democracy, things, you know. So they're sort of – yeah not not going to be and you can already see the downfall of this you know you can see it with the gossip online and it really means nothing it's just part of that sort of crumbling you know so it's things like that that are, um a life is going to change quite a lot not because of the royal family all royal but in How every about if
1: episode. we see some of your slides? I took a mine away yeah, because sure. I know you have with slides. Now, we have a podcast crew. I love that with the spaceship. Yes, it's so true. Well, 18- this is
3: the thing. Yeah, this is the thing. And, I mean, I, the reason I say this is my uncle used to write for Greenpeace, and he once said mm-hmm. the only way humans will bypass um, gender, racism, religion, is if we have a threat of aliens where we all unite as human beings. (laughs) And there's something true about that, though. The only way we can see ourselves unified is by the threat of something else. You know, so we're, we're, yeah, and, you know, we've had the James Webb Telescope come out. We now have got these amazing images of the universe. So our place in the universe, I think, is going to become massive. And that was part, I don't know if you saw the film Arrival. Yeah, yeah that was yes. the theme of that
2: right it's like all these ships yeah. show up in different parts of the world and the world has to come together to yes. find solution right it, and world peace was the like the solution and they weren't threatening dangerous no but we, um yes. beings from other planets but but there was still this resolution globally that was required um, through communication, in part, which is interesting, be- with it being, right, an air which governs communication. Exactly.
1: But I think there's I- a lot of hope right now. I-, I will say this on the benefit of uh, of doubt. I mean, granted, we knew all the dangers. It's like, watch both ways before you cross the road. There's always dangers anywhere. But I will say that in this seed moment, we have the unifier, Pisces and Saturn saying, hey, there is some unity here. But more than that, we have the polarity. Because you're right, when I think of how we project things, which is very much the cardinal cross looking at, you know, whether it's fear-based Capricorn with, it's security-based Cancer with the opposing uh, relationship signs of, 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 Libra and 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 you know projecting Libra uh, onto other people with Aries it's that fear base of oh what's my security going to be but we're remembering yes th- I mean there's gifts in each if we have the uh, fixed c- cross which we are with Aquarius we are looking at that polarity over there of Leo which you both have brought up is so necessary because Aquarius by itself can get so connected into the group that it forgets its heart and it's yep. more thinking. So it's very important that we keep that heart centered, which people like ourselves are going to keep reminding And folks. I
2: think, and that playful part, right? That mm-hmm. creative, yeah. not being overly serious, not being that AI tech that it's everything in life is ones and zeros, right? That the yeah. the embodied joy of being human.
3: Right,
2: Joy to, is a good word. Yeah. Joy is. That a, yeah. that's what part of that polarity is about is, is remembering that, right? That ideally you want those archetypes in balance. It's not that they're in conflict, right? I've got clients that are opposing sons. It can be an amazing marriage.
3: Yeah. Because each what the other
2: needs to learn. It doesn't have to be combative.
3: And they know and, each other and
2: it's opposites yeah. attract and all those things. And, <laughs> and so. Yeah. Yeah. Remembering in this time as detached, right? As we often like, placed on Aquarius. Um, the just... embodiment of play, that yeah. toddler energy that is Leo. Yeah.
1: Isn't that a lot like Osiris? Osiris, right? The way the Egyptian mythology, where he got dismembered and his wife, uh, uh, um, who is it? Not Nut, but um, anyway, the. the um, Sir, uh, Os- Osiris Osiris got dismembered and so Isis came and she put him back together remembered remembered together. Anyway Wendy go ahead and play any slides you want we have a few slides. Right well,
3: I th- well this is just the um, oh, resume slideshow yes um, so this is the ingress of um, that you showed this is the ingress on the world map this is the astrocartography and you'll see um, here's America here, um, that angular Pluto sits on the MC here. So when you look at this slide, all these planets at the top is where, if you relocated that ingress, so at the moment we put it for Greenwich because it's universal time, but if you actually set it for, say, for example, you know, Washington DC, Pluto will be very close to the mid-heaven. You've also got, um, and so when you're looking at um, over here, Pluto on the, i see you have it coming up here through Path, through indonesia through hong kong through wuhan actually which is right mm-hmm. here which is the 90 degree angle to shanghai hong kong up through beijing and up here it's important to stay when something happens in china it also happens next to washington dc as well they're actually connected by astrocartography so they're always going to have an interesting Mm -hmm. relationship um you can see it on the ascendant descendant um so here you can see it running through um so the east coast of africa coming up here through um the spanish the mediterranean here is like um south of France and Barcelona coming up. And as you saw at Universal Time with Pluto sitting on the Descendant, you can see it sitting here that runs through the south of England and through Northern Ireland. And, of course, right here in the UK now, we have Northern Ireland, Northern Ireland negotiations and things like that. And if you look at it on the Ascendant, you're looking at the white line here going up to the i feel like a weather reporter but i um, going up <laughs> through the east coast of new zealand um coming up past hawaii coming up very close to seattle here through vancouver so these are places where it's going to arrive so if there's a discovery we may not know that discovery for several years for example it'll connect i mean you if you saw the you know, pre-eclipse of the COVID and the Saturn-Pluto conjunction, they all pick up the very areas that were, you know, um, very poignant in in the development of that virus. But so this here gives an interesting um, view on where it may arrive. Um, I feel like I'm going to do jump in. I mean, this is what will become of focus on a personal level this is very much in conjunction with the jupiter saturn conjunction in aquarius they're sort of almost inseparable um particularly as a it's about to ingress at the exact um degree the shift from physical to mental and just to say you know we've been in earth jupiter saturn conjunctions for 200 years the pluto and aquarius in the 1760s and 1770s which was part of your declaration of independence, um, but was also the start of the industrial revolution with the spinning Jenny and all that, even though it had been invented in China, but it became, and and so you said standard of living, Sue. So our standard of living is based on what we do, what we get paid and what we aspire to.
0: Taurus, Virgo,
3: Capricorn, that's all going to go. We think about the house we're going to live in, bricks and mortar are nothing to Aquarius. We are now out of that earth, out of Capricorn. Bricks and mortar mean nothing. As standard of living is going to be based on how much information we have access to, how much brain power we have. It's the, the goalposts are going to shift incredibly. Every area of our life, our daily routine, we eat three meals a day. We sleep eight hours a week purely from the industrial revolution, earth-based. all Mm earth-based it was all around the working day and working life we can already see that happening people don't want to work people well and even
2: there's a great talk about education uh, that the at least in the states the educational model that was sort of post-war mirrors the assembly line
3: yeah right
2: Mm. that you're at this this age not because of your mental, emotional, psychological development be, because yeah. you're seven and you're here yes. at eight and you're here at 12. Again, not because of where you're at in your mental, emotional development, but this numeric, this arbitrary yeah. number that we've said at this age, you should be here.
1: Linear, yeah, linear too. Well, that's so
2: linear sad, sad. and boxed. It's not just that mm. it's linear, it's boxed in, it's rigid. And yeah, it's if you based, from yeah. that, you are either... Yeah. Superior or inferior? Yeah.
1: Is that right? It's modern, skip a grade yeah.
2: and you're brilliant. You're,
3: yeah, yeah.
2: Leading a little later and you're remedial and you're behind. Yeah. Liter- right? That there's something wrong with question, you that you be if, fixed.
1: Question as we go on, because I know Wendy, you have some thoughts here too on this, but I'm asking both. I would think that because we have five. Well, we have four more transits at that zero degrees Aquarius going into like one in June, of course, as it goes back into uh, Capricorn until January and then January 21st, it returns right on that uh, zero degrees and then twice more, once in September and once in November, meaning that this, what you were showing about the cartography, of course, the other planets will be different, but... Pluto will still be impacting those places that you mentioned, which astound me. It's like every place I ever thought of going or being is involved. I'm I'm in Hawaii. I was thinking of Southern
3: uh, 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 London. And then anyway, it goes on and on. Yes. Yeah. And as it keeps going back into Capricorn, we're going to have this resistance. We're going to have resistance and we're going to have... uh, and and you know, like the, the constant need for for um, regulation, the bringing down the corrupt. That final degree of Capricorn is going to be hammering away at you know it's the it's all those who have have done wrong, um, you know, pat- particularly politically, um, but also things like you know you have the the people in court that have been during this Pluto and Capricorn, but there's going to be more. And Pluto and Capricorn is very desperate to. Get this corruption sorted before well you know b- before it moves into aquarius which is quite different but like this daily life and routine we have everything we do why we get up how we get up how we brush our teeth have our breakfast three meals a day we never ate three meals a day before before um jupiter saturn were on earth you know we didn't uh, hmm. it, I, it was a quite well, a, that's, it suited the industrial revolution. Yeah. It, it, it suited manufacturing, you know, um, you know, huge production. Well, what
1: brings me to mind, it, because we do have a break time right here, and I love all this. You're both wonderful, truly. But I'm thinking if you were on a ship, when did you eat? I guess you had to, somebody had to be up to man that oh. ship, you know, across the water. So possibly is that type of thinking, cause we have Saturn in, but we do have a break time here, but we could finish that thought and then jump into our break. Is,
2: well, is there... sorry, Laura, you go. Yeah. Well, just, I mean, people used to live by the sun and ah. sunrise sunset, even just that simple, right? When you don't have electricity, you don't stay up very late after the sun goes down. <laughs>
1: This is true. Well, I guess our sun is down just for a few minutes. We'll be right back. This is Talk Cosmos with Planet Buzz with Dr. Laura Tatt and Wendy Stacey from the UK. And we're talking about Pluto and Aquarius, which is a huge subject, and we'll be glad to return. Okay, thanks. While we take a break from this week's edition of Talk Cosmos, let's take a look at this cycle's archetype. We are currently in the Yin period of Pisces, ruled modernly by Neptune and by Jupiter in traditional astrology of the ancients. By leaving a cycle based on the equality of all humans and brilliancy, Pisces concludes the 12 signs that energetically encompass the entirety of the universe where humans have no control. As a mutable water sign represented by two fish swimming in opposite directions of the forces of life, we experience in Pisces the collective unconscious energy of the unknown. Intuitive, psychic Pisces completes the seed cycle initiated with Aries' willful separation from the Piscean womb.
2: This is Martha Norwalk. Every Sunday morning, beginning at 9 a.m., thanks in part to newprosupplements.com, we cover the world of animals. This week, March 12th, it's best Neuroenergetic Balancing, Rasmussen Reset, and Energy Code Sunday. Dr. Nels Rasmussen and Sister Linda Rasmussen join me, and together they can help you or your animal friends with behavior, emotional, or physical problems. Hope you can join us and plan to call in Martha Norwalk's Animal World Sunday morning, 9 a.m. to noon, right here on Alternative Talk, A.M. 1150.
0: Or, if you'd rather listen to the show archives with audio only, the entire podcast collection since 2018 is available on most podcast carriers. So, grab your coffee, tea, or kombucha and enjoy the show.
2: Talk Radio for the Heart and Soul. Alternative Talk 1150.
0: Hi, we're back
1: again with Talk Cosmos with insightful conversations awakening consciousness. Wendy and Laura, what do you, I'll ask each one, Wendy, what do you have that's coming up that to, to, to share with our audience?
3: Um, well, I mean, on this particular subject, I mean, I think it's interesting, you know, people are very, you know, interested in Saturn going into Pisces this week as well. And I was thinking in the break, so you were mentioning, you know, time being linear. Saturn and Pisces I think you know it brings a different dimension to that so i think we'll experience time quite differently because saturn is a co ruler of course of of aquarius so um yes that's well that's what i was thinking about in the break and also just one other thing when laura was talking about the movie arrival um i felt it was very it's very much the jupiter saturn taking us back to francis of assisi in 1224 where we could speak where he would speak to animals um and this theme is coming back and the arrival movie i think shows us how we may during the pluto and aquarius learn how to speak to our fellow creatures that's Mm. what would be fantastic and that's what arrival did for me i think it got me very excited (sighs) about that
1: Thank you. And I, I apologize. I love your comment. What I meant to ask really was do you have any events coming up that you want to share? Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> no, but this was beautiful. Sorry, sir. Yeah, Thank no, you. it was a great yes. segue.
3: <laughs> yes, we have a great um conference coming up. The Mayo School Annual Conference, student conference, um is uh end of April. The 29th um and 30th of April we have workshops by um, uh, Lin Bao and Bernadette Brady. We have Rick Tarnas and a great, huge yes. lineup of speakers. So please go onto the Mayo website. You can get thirty percent discount if you book right now. So, um, yeah, yeah, it's a, it's going to be a great weekend. So, yeah, that enjoy. is
1: with Mayo International School. Male School of Astrology. Yeah.
3: So just mayoastrology.com will get you. Yeah. And the conference is on the front page. There's loads of fabulous speakers. Um, oh, yeah. Always good. So that'll be good. Yeah. And, and if, 30, yeah. 30% discount if, yeah, if you book that. Thank yeah. you. Very good.
1: Laura, what might you be? Well, so I, I know I you just, just on got back
2: retreat. from a mm-hmm. Um, that was beautiful, amazing on the Pacific coast of Nicaragua, right next to Costa Rica. Um, And a combination of yoga and embodied movement and guided meditations and some astrology and just a gorgeous view of that Venus-Jupiter alignment in the sky that we've been watching. Um, And, you know, when you're in the middle of the, on the coast beside the jungle in Nicaragua, there is zero light pollution. So there's an amazing view um, of the, Cosmos. Um, but I did want to let people know. So I won't be back there this year, I don't think. I will be there again this time next year. Um, but my friend who is running the retreat, she has another retreat coming up in mid-March, the March 18th to the 25th. There's a couple slots left um, for just rest and restore and relaxation right on the ocean. Um, so I did want to just promote that for Michelle because she so generously welcomed me into uh, her circle so I could be a part of this, the retreat that just completed. Um, And then we'll have some other retreats coming up. We're going to do, she and I will be doing some more collaboration throughout the year. So I'll let you know when I have those dates, but hopefully something in Hawaii sometime this year. Um, Hmm. So that, and I think it'll be on the big Island too. So maybe we can do something together. I have a friend from grad school that when she was, seeing what i was posting she said come to hawaii so we're now talking with her we'll look
1: into this this is exciting very good and it looks like uh, pluto is on its course right i mean we were just talking about its path and it hawaii was one of its with the yeah. descendant there yeah and now we have uh, also the british isles so this is exciting well thank you and as far as ta- cosmos of course we have well, actually, on the third week, I do. next week we have archetypal symbols, which is always that vision quest with the new moon. And, of course, we'll be talking about the spring equinox, Aries, new moon at zero degrees, which is phenomenal. And the following week, on the third week, is going to be good vibrations, which is vibrational astrology with Linda Smoot and Richard Smoot. Linda Barry and Richard Smoot. Boy, I'm combining everything. But the point is, is that that's a vibrational energy forecast. So it'll be lots of Pluto here because this is so big. Let's get back to all the four of us again, or three of us, us and Pluto. That's the four of us. Thank you. (laughs) I I think Laura knows how I talk. Anyway. uh,
2: Yeah, well, I had a quick thought with the break too, and just hearing your little piece about, you know, that we're still in the Piscean season, right? Still Pisces for a little right. bit here. And thinking about with this Saturn ingress that's, yeah you know, on our heels at this moment, right? It's just about to happen. That it's very interesting that sort of like we talked about to the beginning of the year of Venus sort of leading the way with these transitions that it, with Rick, that it was sort of going through all the signs that this transit, these outer planets are transitioning through that Saturn is sort of pulling things along of, you know, yes, it will, you know, Pluto will be in Aquarius much, much longer than Saturn's going to be in Pisces, but it, this transition of Saturn shifting is happening first. And so there is something of it sort of particularly, I think because Saturn is so about much about stability and structure. And so almost like these stepping stones and, and reflecting, okay, what did, what was the groundwork? What foundation did Saturn lay in these last two and a half years that Pluto may then blow up or transform or break down and, or what is so stable that even pluto yes. can't budget.
1: That's right. That is Saturn. What is longevity? And here we get the real deal. If we're ready. Ready or not here it comes. Okay. <laughs> so what will be our focus is I'm eager to see what else might be available here
3: Wendy. Um, so, yeah, I mean, even sleep, you know, sleep, ear doesn't like sleep, <laughs> you know, we're going to learn to charge in other ways. I know that sounds bizarre, but, you know, we sleep the way we do, like we eat the way we do. All this is going to change. Language, communication. Um, just to say, Ray Kurzweil, who wrote this, you know, Singularity, talks about uploading and downloading the brain this decade before 2030. We have Saturn-Uranus conjunct in 2032 in Gemini. Early childhood development, when we think about that, when you think about it, you can upload any language, any language to the brain. Can you think about how that will change child development, how it will change everything? I mean, it's scary. I'm reminded Bonheifer, and Nelson Mandela both said, a society is measured on how it leaves its children. That is coming back to that same Aquarius-Leo polarity. We are going to be, we have the technology now to, we don't need translation. We can do it. We have, you know, we do it with photos, videos, and we've had that technology. I just years. spent
2: a week in Nicaragua with very little high school Spanish that I remembered. And even <laughs> the taxi drivers that we had all had apps that they would type yeah. in Spanish and then it would immediately translate. And that's how we were communicating, going, yeah. you know, from Nicaragua to Costa Rica with yeah. Everybody have not communicating, but with although 10 years ago would yeah. have been much more difficult.
1: Very true. Although I will say, because I am not someone that speaks usually that's in the traditional form as you. I same, yeah. I just I don't, don't. And I. Yeah. And so therefore Siri as we know gets things so mixed up if <laughs> I'm
3: you know, and Alexa, and, Alexa's the same.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. And and so I'm realizing here when they when they when the book the big Bible book comes out and it says "Pardon me for folks that are very attached to it, um <laughs> but it is a book of great reverence." I understand, but I'm not of that following it, but it I give reverence to it, and it says the word, and I just realize that consciousness is so attached to how we do label and identify, whether it's through pictures, but the pictures are iconic as we forget really how iconic words are because we've gotten so attached with reading skills and all these civilization skills that we have, so now we're talking about inputting language i just wonder yes go ahead
2: so there's two things though with communication so there's knowing the word but when i taught cultural anthropology one of my assignments was that people had to invent a word and see if they could get people to use it because Mm. language not only is about how we communicate but it's how we see the world Yes, exactly. Right? When you have five words for love, like they do in Greece, you have a very different understanding of the experience of love.
1: That's what I'm getting at.
2: Right? And so it's not just a one to one, zero and one ratio of of differences because it, and we also had them watch a video of, I believe it was a tribe, indigenous tribe in in um, australia that they don't have a word for right and left it does oh, not wow. exist in their language
3: How they have
2: cardinal directions
3: And right and left in my language and probably also hawaiian because it's polynesian is we have no word for me yeah or oh, i ah. oh we, see, do is, we do now we do now we do now but we had there was no concept of i or me yeah. And it see, was only us and we, and that's- that is exactly how Polynesian culture. Oh, it's quite different now, but Maori and Tahitian, Hawaiian, Samoan, every, you know, uh, Tongan. You know where that that was the origin of our language. But and I so, yeah, agree, and Laura. And, your place yeah. in space completely changes
1: when you don't. That's have right. That that's
2: what I'm Aryan Aries. I am. If that isn't culturally well, this conceptualized. Is the- then
1: how do you like you walk through the world completely differently? And so as- it's language. It's language. It's the conceptual part of language. Like I you have Sag rising, I have my son in the ninth house. Every I may be a Gemini. But I am totally rooted by concepts, by the big belief pictures and changing it all the time. And that's where I was thinking, what you're drawing together is, what if we did implant this? The beauty of language to me, that I love learning new languages, because it does exactly, Laura, what you're saying, is it uproots basic beliefs to shift them around. Because, for instance, in Spanish... You never say, I am hungry. I have hunger. As it was said to me in Spain Spain, or Mexico one time, how can you be hungry? You're not hungry. You have hunger. So if we implant this in our brains, are we going to automatically start think, I hope, it's like a rush deal. Mm, Go ahead.
3: I think. It's, you know, Spanish was born out of that last Jupiter Saturn conjunction in Aquarius. I think I said this before, On the you know, Alfonso X created the language of Castile. Too highbrow, of course it was, it was Aquarian, (laughs) so it ended up being Spanish. And it was the most dominant language on the Earth until up in the late 90s. I think what's going to happen is that concepts have to change. For example, we are now a globe, we're resisting globalization on every level everyone is anti their government, as they should be, I want to say, they have every right to be. But we're trying to fight national issues, which are a global problem. Inflation, you know, political, so all these issues are global, they're not any singular country, they're not America, they're not UK, they're every country in Europe, Australasia, Asia, these are global issues. So when we eradicate that meaning, we find new ones. So the Greek word five, you know, so we we have this history, but all of these goalposts are all going to change. And when we do become universal and we become humanity rather than than by race or by um, nationality, you know, which is important, don't get me wrong. I'm also Polynesian. I feel very passionate about who I am. But the boundaries are are going to have to come down in some way for us to operate together.
2: Yeah. Well, and that's part of just being in the Aquarian age too, which which is long after Pluto leaves Aquarius that, how do we acknowledge our humanity and our interrelatedness and not homogenize, Mm. right? How do we keep in some degree that Leonian individuality and yet we're all connected? And that's the dance that we're in. And I think with the Pluto and Aquarius, part of that is what needs to drop away. Right. That I agree. That the- sculpture, right? When when Michelangelo was sculpting marble, he's cutting away the pieces that aren't the sculpture. He's not carving the sculpture. He's removing what isn't the sculpture. And that's part of what we're moving yeah. into is removing what no longer serves us. Right. That's Pluto letting go. Of what no longer serves humanity? Yeah. What have we outgrown as a creature on the planet, as a species? What has humanity outgrown that we have to let go? Yeah,
1: I and- have a thought about this, if I might present, and that is that we have forgotten our relationship as Uranus is with Taurus. We have forgotten Gaia. We have forgotten the of the whole primal energy of the mythologies of Gaia and Uranus forming and creating this world in other words our partner that we've forgotten is nature and nature is going to come up and storm ahead and say hey baby I'm here and you're going to have to live with me I'm you know because that's the name of the game and so whether it's through volcanoes or whether it's through and not to be a, a a it's dystopian, or whatever those words are, that tears everything down. But the reality is, we're not the highway. We're on this course with nature, and we're using resources and everything else. And we have the technology to create all kinds of new sources. We know oh, this. Yeah. I mean, it's beyond our comprehension. It, it is need, beyond our comprehension. Uh-huh. Yes, but we need yes. to. It again is that is that fixed cross. Because if we've got the Aquarian, we're bringing in the heart all the time. And that is going to be where we can rise and be that individual within the group, which is a struggle, right? We know that not everybody rises. But the other part is the resources and the survival, how we toggle those things. And that's with nature. Well, Well, and that's part of
2: that interconnectedness, right? Is that we are part of the natural world. We
1: particularly
2: in the last couple hundred years, right? Humanity tends to
1: hey, you know, manifest destiny. Yeah.
2: It's we are we're, we're trying to manipulate and control nature. Yeah, that's right. We and are no dancing with it. And you know, one of our the rain dance I I learned when I was in Nicaragua was because we where we were staying is the sea turtles come up and lay their eggs. We got to see baby turtles run into the sea. Wow. But one of the things I learned from one of the women at the retreat who works with turtles and seals in New England is that one of the big global problems with turtles is that, really interestingly, the gender of the turtle is determined by the temperature of the sand while it is gestating in the egg. Wow.
3: Wow wow that's and, fascinating yes
2: and in florida where a lot of sea turtles lay their eggs because of global warming and the sand female. unusually warm there is a disproportionate number of female turtles
3: Well, same with the water yeah and so they take
2: 20 estrogen, years yeah. to mature and so in 20 years there will not be enough male turtles per female turtles and that's really when we'll see this crisis in
3: the next decade or so well we'll the, see it sure. this because yeah. we've had this problem with fish for a couple of decades and whilst neptunes and pisces we have, we are turning fish from male to female already and have mm-hmm. done for over 20 years so we've got mm-hmm. a sort of a jurassic park on our hands <laughs> in terms of the ocean and but the, it, it's quite real um and because of the estrogen we put in to the water yeah. and the sewage that gets fed into the ocean. That yeah. is the and, effect we have on it, yeah. And so that, I do think, so that yeah. that's part of this. Part of
2: this transformation yeah. is, you know, and if you look back to the myths of Prometheus mm-hmm. and its re- his relationship with Aquarius, you know, Epimetheus is part of that myth, right? His brother who made all the other creatures on the planet, right? So that is maybe part of that relationship with that cardinal the, or with the, the fixed cross, right, of Epimetheus making all the other animals and Prometheus making humans, that yeah. that interplay as well. And yeah. how do we, how do we, we all have to be able to live together, not just humans, but right. humans exactly. and wildlife. The bees yes. need to be able to, Thank you. you know, yep. if the bees That's are right. gone, if we damaged yeah. all the plant life, then the bees die and there's no pollination. We have exactly,
1: I no think we've, we've got this down very quickly. Yeah. I agree. And I'm interested. Thank you very much. Yes. And Wendy, you've been trying to say something to us. This or else we should go. We only have about four minutes left. So
3: well, we I mean, know. I think there's, I mean, there's so much I want to say. Really, I mean, it's basically our world is going to change massively. Um, our bricks and mortar are not going to, you know, our standard of living is not going to be based on those earth concepts. They're going to be based on air. They're going to be based on the network and relationships we have, our community, you know, and we've already seen this. We see it with peer review. We see it with how many likes on Facebook and how many followers one has on Instagram. This is, we're already there, you know, and it's not really, re- you know, this has been happening since. You Know Uranus, Neptune, and mutual lots of things, anyway. Um, but um, so yeah, we're going to our health, you know, things like our central nervous systems, our brain. I mean, this is we're going to make so much more fascinating discoveries about our brain. We we use a hundred percent of our brain, but we only understand how only 10 percent we understand of how we use it, things like this you know anything cognitive anything information all of these things um like you know the we are going to be um spearheading into unknown territory which i say is exciting and also um you know scary as well food you know going back to the jetsons but you know food is an earth concept we were grazers you know, and sugar, it's Taurus, it's Venus, that is not prominent anymore, maybe while well, Uranus is in, in Taurus, but these are not things we are going to be preoccupied with. Um, our whole our relationships, already, you know, we can see relationships are going to be primary in our lives, absolutely primary, and network, and networks, and whatever way that is, and you can see already with social media, with younger generate you know, this is, or those very active that relationships on social media are more important than are the most important thing um but you know the great thing is travel aviation it's going to be amazing we talk about mythology you know sky father for me you know uranus is you know um Arangi. you know Arangi the sky father as it is in hawaii papa tuanuku is the and is the gaia is earth mother and 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 so when you get these polarities of of um, Arangatane and Papotuanoku, you get the sky and the earth coming together. But we all know, as in Greek or Polynesian or whatever, they were separated by Saturn, by their child. Same as Polynesian as it is in Greek, interestingly enough. So the children, again, I come back to Bonheifer's quote, the children, the polarity here is very important. We need, because less people, we're going to have more population problems, but not by birth. By the absence of death. Sorry. <laughs>
1: wow, Laura, do you Sorry. have a thought? Thirty <laughs> seconds.
3: <laughs>
2: well, then, I, you know, maybe part of this is then transforming our relationship with death. Yay! Right, that yeah. innovating death <laughs> is not death as we think. That's death.
1: right. I like it. I like it. Should be scared of it. Good. Should be scared of it. Yeah. The transformation. It's like the leaves falling off the tree. They make the earth, there's new seeds that grow. I mean we there is a point of using that mental objectivity to try to reconnect the emotionality. Well and if it's
2: not the physical, then we're more than this. Right? That's what this does. We're not this.
1: We're spirit. We are spirit. Oh boy. I just love this. Thank you both. Whoever to say first. Wendy Stacey. I'm so glad. Laura, Dr. Tad, and I are really happy. I know. So this is great. And thank you, our audience. We will be back. Thank you.
0: Thank you for joining us on Talk Cosmos, the show where Sue Rose Minahan and her panel of guests connect soul growth patterns with the energetic cycles of astrology. Be sure to tune in next Sunday at 1 p.m. Pacific time to continue your journey through the roots of the cosmic pathway.